0: Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk and this is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast. Today I have with me Rocky Singh Kandola. He's a successful businessman. He's a former felon and philosophy graduate who spent most of high school, in terms of his life in high school years, in nine different facilities and boot camps across the world. He's also experienced several near-death experiences. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Roman. My pleasure. So, obviously, that's all over the place in terms of some, you know, traumatic and major things in life. So, tell me a little bit about your journey. How did you get to where you are today?
1: Got it. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> basically, uh, my high school life starting around 11 years old. Um, I was um uh, had very strict Indian parents, traditional parents. Um, and you know, we had had a brother and sister three years younger than me. I guess I was a bit tough to deal with as a child. I, I like to talk back. I was very highly intelligent in all the you know honors classes and you know made good grades. Uh, but I did you know talk back quite a bit. I was you know not and really I needed to study I was in schools in the south and I would uh, just kind of not really study and still you know pass good grades and they wanted to fill my time with things. Uh, so I started getting sent away the first place you know to India uh, when I was 11 I got sent there to live for six or seven months alone. Um, you know looking back like I actually very much am grateful for that period of time. Um, however, as a child, um, you know I missed my family, I missed my brother, I missed everybody so it was uh, it was quite a lot. Um, when I got back, it kind of became a routine and a ritual in my life to be home for, you know, four to six months and then get sent away to a program or military school or boot camp or facility for seven to nine months. Um, so, so basically jumping straight in the first place I went to after India was, uh, a program called WWASP, the Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs. Uh, they've since been, most of them have been closed or changed their names due to allegations of child abuse, of rape, of torture of all kind of things of that nature. Um, in fact, as an adult, the first time I literally ever in my life like had like a happy tear in my eye was when I saw on CNN like, the fact that they were actually closing the schools down. They had the helicopters above the one I went to in Mexico. Um, so yeah, the, those, uh, the program I went to, uh, WWASP, um, for lack of a better term, it was just hell, like living hell, especially, you know, I went twice, uh, once at 11 and 12 years of age and then once at 17. Uh, in these programs, you can't communicate with the outside world. You can write one letter home to your parents, which uh, is very heavily, uh, you know monitored. if you write anything negative, you know they'll they'll tear it up and make you write it again. You can't communicate with people next to you. It's a very, very strict, regimented um kind of like a brainwashing program, a lot of um a lot of abuse, you know, every kid has a different story. Um, and and honestly, I don't even feel like mine was one of the craziest. I, I definitely did face quite a bit of physical abuse, quite a bit of mental, um, you know, even, um kind of like a thing in sexual nature too i was 11 and i woke up you know in a very funny position uh but i know other kids who have you know much crazier stories for me in there and you know i would obviously never say their names but you know i could obviously you know share their stories which um were you know range from everything from literally being raped to a kid hanging himself in the basketball court net um you know when i came there as well um so you know, moving from those schools into military schools, into to different, uh, you know, boarding schools and Catholic boarding schools all around uh, the country, Mexico, Canada, India, and all around the U.S. Um, really kind of instilled like a really rebellious, I don't give a F nature in me. Um, and um, at 18 or 17, when I graduated high school, finally, from one of these facilities, um, you know, and I got out, I just, I, I really felt like, um, you know the world kind of owed me something and I had like a chip on my shoulder and no one could tell me anything and I'm gonna do what I want live how I want and um, you know eventually three short years later that ended up winding me up with uh, you know distribution charges of controlled substances um, and you know winding up in prison in Alabama state as well uh, so the whole prison experience you know I, if you guys know our justice system in America it's crazy um, it was nine years of my life over uh, what was uh, I to the eight ball or three and a half grams of of cocaine um i was had an undercover sting operation set up on me um and you know to be clear i was never like a big dope boy drug dealer i just i I liked to party i knew the people who had the party substances and i knew the people who wanted to party and i kind of put it all together and have fun you know with everybody um eventually obviously that wound me up in a very difficult position being in prison and for my prison sentence i was sentenced to 10 years uh split to serve three which is a mandatory three on the front end of her sentence in Alabama. Um, I was also did about a year off and on in jail, 22 months on house arrest and electronic bracelet monitoring, about six to nine months in inpatient rehab facilities, as well as all kind of probation and uh, parole in between and after. Um, <clears throat> so uh, I guess I'm fast forwarding a tiny bit, but uh, once I actually finally got out, I kind of found myself basically doing the same things. You know, I- I've always been kind of hard headed. I'm not the type that you can hit me, punish me or something like that and, and change me. Um, before I went to prison, I was assaulted, man, which was like kind of the most serious near life, uh, near death uh, experience I had. And I was picked up and thrown into a concrete sidewalk and my entire jaw was just crushed. And actually all this is fake in my mouth, veneers, and only four teeth actually were there. Then had to take some bone out of my head and um, place it in my jaw to, to build it back up. And I actually went to prison like that with half my teeth missing. And it was horrible because people were like, your breath smells. And I was like, there's nothing I can do about it. There's metal in my mouth and they haven't done surgery yet. So in prison, eventually came to where I had to have emergency surgery all of a sudden uh, in order to, you know, get this piece of metal sticking out of my mouth, taken care of. Um, but when I when I got out finally, um, you know, on probation and a little more house arrest after that, I still, you know, was in the same lifestyle around the same people. I actually started getting back into selling and doing things in, of illegal natures in a more what I thought anyway, controlled smart sense. And, um, you know, as I said earlier, I was always really rebellious towards my father. And obviously, you know, someone is sending me away and someone like that I'm not going to get along with very well. And, uh, finally, November 4th, 2012, he came to me and said, Hey, you know, you haven't been asking for money. You haven't been living at home. You know, I've, I've heard your name from a couple of doctors' mouths that, you know, that I know what they're doing. You know, I think that, uh, you know, you should maybe get away. You should just get out of town. And he's never came to me like that before. He's always been really strict and really just, you know, making me do things or, you know, really rough with it. And he was really, like, calm and collected when he said it. And I was like, you know what? It was kind of – that was what I call kind of my first turnaround moment. And I don't even like to say that I made or he made the decision. Something up above or a different energy. Something was like, Rocky, like, you need to do this. And I left. I had a choice to go to Canada, England, or India. Uh, I went to India. And um, I just made a decision. I was like, you know what? Like, I'm not looking back. I had a girlfriend at the time. I broke up with her. I stopped, you know, kind of stopped talking to all my friends. Um, totally got out of the lifestyle of what I was doing. Uh, left it all behind. I lived on a farm for a couple months and just a really clean life, working out, working on the farm. Um, and eventually while there, you know, I, I met a, my now ex-wife. And, um, you know, as painful as that relationship ended... I am also very grateful for it. I don't think maybe I was 100% ready for it at the time, and, you know, a multitude of other factors when it comes into, you know, personal relationships. Um, but either way, I learned and grew from that so much and still had to deal with, you know, many struggles uh, along that time as well. When I first came to LA with my business, um, you know, we were together and I was living with her family and she left, I think, maybe three weeks after we moved here. And I had a choice. I was basically homeless, living out of a minivan, um and I had a choice to and all my friends like Rocky just come home like what are you doing my parents like come home and for some reason I had already felt like you know I I can do well in LA I can I can work I can make it happen and I was like you know what I'm gonna try it I don't I don't don't care what happens if I fail then I'm gonna fail really hard but I'm gonna give it a shot so I was uh I was still in that period of like you know really being sad and like like just horrible days every day I wake up crying like drink and just you know start drinking all day and but still I'd answer my phones and I would go to meetings. I would go meet people in their salons and their Starbucks coffee shops, uh, you know, brush my teeth and sober up enough to have a proper business meeting. And I think people could really see like that. I was just being really real with them and like, kind of like wearing everything on my sleeve. But like, here, here I am, here's my product. Here's what I'm doing. You know, I'd love to work with you and, you know, I hope we can do some business together. And, you know, those clients I met during that time, I still call them my friends a day. You know, they're still, they call me and check up on me. Like when, When COVID happened, when the riots happened downtown, they were like, hey, Rocky, are you okay? Are you safe? Even the ones who maybe necessarily didn't end up doing business with me still stay in touch with me. Um, So eventually, you know, uh, I had a close friend that I known since high school from Korea come live with me for about a month or two. And uh, Sean, he's an amazing soul. He didn't try to push anything on me or teach me anything. He literally just lived a lifestyle right next to me, just super clean yoga, meditation, working out. Uh, a couple certain things like into the lifestyle every single day. And I like to think that that's my like second big turnaround phase is um, when he finally came to me and he and he just showed me that lifestyle and he showed me how I can live that lifestyle in LA very easily. And man, I've been on that you know routine and, and morning routine and lifestyle, which, I mean, we all have our slip ups here and there, you know, you go out a little bit too much or you do something a little bit extra and you kind of fall back a tiny bit. Um, but I've been on that routine for almost four years now, three or three, four years now. And the changes and the progress that I've made, even simply looking like on paper, um, I've just been uh, phenomenal. Like I've came a very long way in that short time implementing these certain things in my life. I stopped listening to music, to TV. I just I literally just listen to audio tapes and books and YouTube videos. You know, whenever I have a quiet moment in my day, anytime while I'm working out, while I'm driving, anything. And um, I guess the third kind of stage now that I'm in is you know. Everything happens for a reason in my opinion. Everything I've done led up to literally me talking to you right here, right now. And um my parents, like I said before, very traditional, like don't like us talking about this. and getting all this, like especially going deeper into my childhood and what happened back then. Um and you know, the all the the violent situations, it's kind of helped me come to a new place finally and what I want to do because the hair thing, you know, was with my ex-wife. I made the company but I don't find as much fulfillment in it. The only time I do find fulfillment in it is when I get close to clients and they hear my story and they reach out and say, Rocky, man, that motivated me. Like I needed to hear that. And that started making me feel so like good in my heart that I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should start sharing this with more people. You know, maybe I can actually help people that aren't in the hair business. Maybe I can help that kid that is about to go to jail or the adult that's about to go to prison or just getting out or the other. And, um, you know, I don't have, like i said in the beginning i'm pretty new to like you know getting out and speaking about this i don't have like a set you know plan to follow you know guidelines um i basically have my experience what i've been through and and what i've done to change those things around a little bit um and, and you know turn a couple of the uh the things i was doing i was smoking weed every single day all day long and i let go of that as well which i never thought i would do um, small things like that which might seem small especially if you're in the lifestyle right now it might seem like you know it's not a big deal. I smoke a little weed here and there. I do this and that here and there. Whatever it is for you personally, um, but the power of letting go, um, you know, and, and moving forward actually allows you to, to transform and create your life how exactly you want it. In my opinion, I recently gave away everything in my house, like my furniture, my clothes, five or ten suits, twenty pairs of shoes, all my food, everything to so just people, my neighbors, and the homeless people down the street from me in LA. And you know, I could definitely afford to live in a nice. Uh, place and get a you know one year lease or something like that but i moved my office to beverly hills and i moved into a co-living community called you know Podshare. and um because so i didn't want to live alone i wanted to be around you know people with good energies and that were you know just good people and um i was blessed enough to find that literally just two months ago i made those changes and all this kind of coincided at the same time getting out more in public and speaking about things as well so i guess that's the, the long short form right there
0: yeah and i think it's important to kind of share your story regardless of what your story is a lot of people don't think their stories are impactful you know compared to others and don't share it but i think as long as you can impact at least one person because there's at least one person out there that has went through or is going through something you are and regardless of where you are where you started obviously there's different variables in people's lives obviously people have things handed to them while others go through a lot of trials and tribulations, different things in terms of painful experiences, but it's where you end up. You know That doesn't define you. Your past doesn't define you. And as long as you try to change those habits, try to refocus and change the way you are in the future from that kind of path you were on before, I think that's all you can really do and kind of pivot and then have other people to learn from because there's a lot of people that have that choice. If they experience something, you know, rebelling against authority, going through, you know, legal issues, different things like that. And sometimes they think there's not, you know, a different path that they fall into that. And it's repetitive. A lot of stuff, uh, my wife and I are foster parents. So I see the, um, the biological parents of our foster kids, a lot of the time it's cycles of violence and cycles of abuse that they haven't broken because their parents, their grandparents were all in those kind of cycles, drugs, you know, physical, mental, you know, sexual abuse. And none of that was ever kind of presented to them that there was another path. So I think it's important to share your story and kind of, you know, let other people know what you're about. And obviously the experiences that you've been through. Definitely. Definitely. So what's one thing that may have, uh, Motivated you, or what currently motivates you to succeed? Obviously, those motivations may have changed over time, with obviously the mindset and different shifts. But what kind of currently motivates you to succeed?
1: um <clears throat> So I guess like I, I love to travel. I love to to move around. I've always like my like my, I told you my life has been six months here, six months there. I guess part of that got instilled in me, um, and so that's kind of one of the biggest things is the fact of with my business right now, what I do. Uh, hair. If you look up hair anywhere in the world, like I, I went to Cancun a month ago and um, I met a client there, a new client that I found on Google. Um, the ability to travel uh, definitely motivates me. And taking that a step further now, I, like I said, I, I really feel fulfilled and passionate and motivated. And literally, it literally gives me the energy to, to work straight for a month when I hear things like, hey, Rocky, I read what you wrote or I heard what you said. And it, it, it inspired me. I, I, it motivated me. I learned something from it. I want to be able to, to do that more and more, and travel and actually connect with people, um, not just in America, you know, around around the world. Um, I, I speak, you know, four different languages. I love going to other places and seeing new cultures and communities and seeing what they're about and how they live and what they do. Um, now I'd like to do that all over the place. Um, you know, like I said, like you said about our stories. Like honestly, like when I hear mine, and I'm writing like my personal, like you know, book right now, like which has been really tough to like get through it. Um, I don't even see it sometimes, you know, like I look at, it, I'm like, no one's going to really care about this. You know, Like I don't even know if this is going to be anything that is new to anybody. You know, doesn't everybody kind of go through all this stuff? Like, you know, and, um, and so when I, when I do do this and I have people reach out, that that's a huge, huge thing for me. Um, that's, I guess that's my motivation. If I really sat down and clear my mind for a second, those things right there, being able to, to connect with others and inspire them and to travel while doing that. Uh, like put a smile on my face so
0: yeah i think motivating others i think everybody kind of has the duty i guess to be kind of like that role model or share your experiences but not everybody kind of comes to the forefront of that or becomes that i know a lot of people in the limelight like athletes and people like that some you know movie stars personalities say you know i'm not a role model but i think if you're thrown into a situation you may as well use it for good and for you know positive things and I think traveling, um, I, at this point, I've been to, like, I guess, 30 countries or so. Obviously, some people more than that. I was born in Ukraine, and I've been all over Europe and in other places in the world. So I think that really molds you in terms of who you are and it really makes you appreciate what you have also. Obviously, there's countries out there that aren't as fortunate as the U.S. And seeing how people live, traveling, you know, humbling yourself in that kind of environment, it shows... How people can be happy with so little that we think is so little, but they have kind of their basic needs met. And they're a lot, a lot of the times happier than, you know, multimillionaires or people with all these material things in the US and other kind of countries as well. So I think traveling and learning about new cultures or your culture, you know, my, my, myself, I was born in Ukraine. I came here when I was five, but I've been back twice. So going back and seeing how people live kind of recalibrates who you are and what's really important to you and then you can come back and kind of helps you pivot in certain situations in your life as well
1: exactly it's like it's like a regrounding i go to india every year now like uh, at least twice a year covid kind of slowed that down a bit but i mean i try to get there whenever i can and i just like you said it's like a reset grounding It gives you a better appreciation just uh just being there
0: yeah and uh me being kind of in the digital marketing field there's a lot of like online entrepreneur, uh, digital marketer nomads where they live in just random countries that the dollar goes a long way, India, Thailand, other kind of Asian, Asia area countries and Eastern Europe and places in South America where, you know, they can really kind of infuse themselves in the culture and still kind of make a living, but really, you know, be somewhere where it's awesome and the cost of living is a lot lower than the U.S. Exactly, exactly.
1: I was in Bali. I actually met a lot of people like that just in February this year.
0: Yep. There's a lot. I mean, there's one guy that graduated with my wife and by far, he's probably the most successful person in the high school. He's like a affiliate marketer when affiliate was like really big and it was a lot easier than now. So I don't think he's in a place more than a few months, but um, he comes back to the U S kind of touches base and then goes travels for another year or two and back and forth. But it's been a very kind of um, interesting lifestyle and a, a kind of a culture shift of work, especially during COVID, where people see that people were forced into remote working. So now a lot of places let people work remotely, and there's a lot of countries in different kind of economic zones trying to attract people or remote workers and freelancers to live there and kind of spend their money in their economy. Yep. So what's one thing you may have seen as a weakness in yourself in the past that you've turned around and utilized as a strength today? Um, I think
1: one big thing that I can, I can think of right now is um, the way I react. My, my, I used to have a pretty big temper. Um, I was never really the violent type, but I would bite the shit out of you with my words. And I was very good at that. Um, so I have learned to even people like come at me or I feel bad or negative, you know, vibes or energy like that. I have learned to smile. I've learned to do my best to give them love. And then if I can't, to you know, remove myself from the situation and what I've found more and more. And, you know, this is one of those things that people touch on sometimes. And it's it almost sounds like a, a cliche or just like stop kidding. But like you attract, you know, what you put out and that energy definitely is reciprocated. And nowadays, I don't see, I don't have, you know, like I used to think like, why do I keep getting pulled over? Why does someone always want to bother me or call me something? Why does this keep happening? You know, and like, it just doesn't happen anymore. You know, like I just, um, I meet great people. I'm like super, super grateful for the people out there around me now and the people I meet every day. And um, I just don't have issues. And I think that was a, a big thing was that I was so reactionary that I was almost looking forward At certain times. I was so used to living that volatile lifestyle that that's what i was like expecting and i changed you know the way i thought about things and, and the way i reacted to things and beautiful stuff started coming towards me and it was it was a process you know it didn't just happen like boom all of a sudden like it was like a give and take uh, up and down a lot of it um and you know still you know have you know not so good days but i am able to now like with what i've learned the, the tapes i've literally stuffed in my head just to really like to breathe sit down think about it and like, you know what this is all i'm creating this in my brain. You know, I, I can see it however I want to see it. So why, would I, why am I going to choose to see it in a negative light? I'm going to choose to see it, you know, one, for what it is, and two, for how I can make it even better. You know, how I can just appreciate it versus, you know, anything else versus judging it or something.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, ultimately, it's a uh, choice, a personal choice. I often say it's a you versus you battle. So you let yourself kind of dwell or focus the way you want. You could be negative or positive. And same thing, if people all around you are negative, obviously you have to take yourself out of this situation. But to a certain extent, you have to give them permission for, for them to make you feel a certain way. So you can let those people get to you a lot worse than if you kind of put up kind of this you know wall and permit them not to come in in a way. So, I mean, it's all majority of that is kind of in the mind. And like you said, it's hard to break because habits are tough to break, Um, especially because human nature, you want to feel safe and in in a habit. So when you try to take yourself out, you start second guessing yourself, you start thinking that it may not be the right path, but getting through that or past that first uh, hurdle, most times, nine times out of 10 leads to something a lot greater.
1: Definitely 100% agreed.
0: So, what's one piece of advice you can leave with the audience, personal or professional?
1: Personal, I would say, um, <clears throat> you know, whatever you're doing. I mean, and, and hopefully, a lot of people, I feel like in this day and age, especially with all this going on, people are starting to gravitate more towards this. Uh, but just make sure you take, you know, time on a daily basis, if you can, to, to slow down, step back, check in with yourself. Um, You know, it doesn't have to be a God or anything like that that you pray to or talk to. It's just it it can be yourself. And for me, it really is myself. I kind of talk to myself a little bit. Um, And I do realize there's a a different energy that connects us all out there as well. Um, And I do both those things as well as I try to get to some kind of nature as much as I can. I live in L.A. on the west side, so I'm, you know, blessed to be able to walk literally five minutes. and I can put my feet in the sand. Um, I do that as often as possible. And and um, then the distractions, uh, you know, and I think this translates both to business and personal life because especially our business and yeah, professional, um, because, you know, especially as entrepreneurs, you know, which I assume a lot of people are, you know, entrepreneurs listening in, um, or at least have that, that you know, those goals, um, they're so intertwined that that you can almost get lost in it and in, in understanding of it. Um, the the meditation, the yoga, the, the even when it comes down to clean eating, the, the ridding your, your mind and your environment of distractions such as, you know, the music, the TV shows that are going on today. Um, all that stuff really does dig deep in your subconscious, you know, and, um, and you know, it doesn't mean like you have to just cut it all off. Like if you go to a party or something like that and they're playing good music and you're like, or, you know, dance music, you can enjoy it, you know what I mean? But it shouldn't be what's in your, what you're feeding into your brain, you know, a, a large portion of the day. Uh, feed yourself good food, good water and good information, you know, um, good positive things. And that's like, I'm just on this journey three or four years and I I can say business-wise, numbers-wise, lifestyle-wise, even the way my body started to look after three years is I, I've never felt, a lot of these changes I didn't know were possible. I, like you said before, I was so in that mindset this is who I am, people were like, oh, Rocky, the playboy, Rocky, the, the drug dealer, Rocky, the party animal. I never thought I'd be any different. Rocky, the criminal, you know, like, Um, and the changes that have came, you know, with this new mindset and pattern, uh, I I can't know what to say. It's, it's beautiful. You can really create the life you want to create, uh, with these small, simple things. It just takes, you wanting to do it one and then you doing it and you sticking with it.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, you can take yourself or get yourself out of really every situation. As long as you can wake up the next day and still have breath in your lungs, you can, make that choice for yourself to go a different direction and i think it's not easy i mean obviously it's hard to get out of things you may fall back into some things or stumble along the way but as long as you have that focus to something positive and to better yourself and take situations and things out of you know your mind because your mind ultimately controls everything what you let in there like you said music if you're listening to negative music that's eventually going to bring you down or you know subliminally just put you in a bad place obviously if you're eating junk food and different things of that nature that's going to bring your body down and if you surround yourself with people that don't necessarily want you to succeed or you know are negative all the time all that has an impact on you and who you are. So, you know, taking yourself out of the mix and, you know, things that you've done along the way and recently can really put you in a good position because it's like if you stay in the same variables, regardless if you want to change, eventually those are going to bring you down again. So you have to do an overhaul and figure out, you know, what things are getting to you. You may want the desire to change, but if you don't make certain things different in your life, you're going to keep having the same results over and over again. So I really appreciate you stopping by today. Can you let the audience know how they can find you or anything else you have going on?
1: Uh yes, definitely. So um my main business is uh like is human hair extensions. I do wholesale business to business. Um it's just simply hair made in India. That's hair M A I D E N india.com. Um I do work with, you know, affiliates. I do work with uh, people looking to do sales and stuff like that as well on a commission basis also. Um you know, that's just putting that out there. Uh, my personal name and Instagram and Facebook and everything else is Rocky Singh Candola. Um, the websites are both rockycandola.com, Um, You know, you can find me very easily with a search on online. Um, my, uh, my other company I do CBD teas as well. Uh, it's just manali.t.com, m-a-n-a-l-i-t-e-a.com, and my personal blog, uh, rockycandola.com. Um, and honestly, I'm not one of those like have a assistant call center person. Uh, be there for me. I answer everything directly whenever I can. Uh, So my direct phone number, if that's all right to share, is 228-596-5678. If this something resonated with you or anybody listening uh, and you want to talk deeper about it, or you want to just have somebody to listen, um, I'll put things on pause and have a chat with you guys. So reach out to me.
0: Awesome. Thanks again for stopping by. Definitely. Thank you, Roman. Much appreciated.